Welcome to the Cruise Conversations podcast. My name is Frank. And I'm Michael. And today's episode is number six, where we'll be discussing our top 10 favorite cruise dining options. Let's jump into it. Well, hey, first off, I just want to thank you as the listener for listening to us each week. We want to thank all of y'all who have submitted us questions for our question and answer segments and have followed us on both Spotify and Apple Music and given our podcast a rating. It really means a lot to us. We, you know, we noticed today we've hit 17 different countries now, which has been super cool to see. Some of them have been Germany, the Netherlands, the Czech Republic. Yeah, and then we got Australia. We've got India, Taiwan, Argentina. It's been it's been crazy to think that people are waking up in different time zones listening to our podcast. So thanks again. Uh, Michael and I had a couple of milestones that we wanted to hit when we started this thing. Um, and we've you know definitely crossed those and, and we're on to uh, new milestones. So thank you for those that are continuing to support, continuing to share this podcast with your friends, family. Uh, we re- really appreciate it. And with that, we're going to get into the content for today. Just a warning, we are talking about food today. So if you're hungry, if you're about to shop and go into Costco or a grocery store, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast. We're going to go through our favorite food options across um, the different cruise lines that we just enjoy the most. And we're going to give some recommendations on what we normally eat. Uh, Michael, what are the different types of dining options that we're going to cover today? Yeah. So the three main types of food we're going to talk about tonight is your free dining. So your buffets, your main dining room, poolside eats, a la carte restaurants where you're paying per item and then specialty restaurants where you're typically paying one cost up front and getting kind of whatever you want at the restaurant. Yep, perfect. So with that, we're going to walk through. We said we were going to do five each. I think we're going to do, what do we call it, a sleeper pick? Sleeper pick? I don't know, sleeper pick, pick. bonus round, extra pick. Um, My extra pick, I'll start it off. This is not included in my top five, but it's a close, it's close. Close Um, six. It's a close one. It's El Loco Fresh. And Michael thought this was crazy that I even put this on the list. But if you're a Royal Caribbean cruiser and you're by the pool deck, let's say you've had a couple, maybe you've had too many margaritas, too many Long Island iced teas. There's just something so good about those pre-wrapped burritos, the tacos, the build your own nachos. And it's just really, the line moves pretty quick and you've got salsa, guacamole, you've got the queso. It's just a good option. And I think that, yeah, once you have a couple of drinks, it's, it's tough to turn down some free Mexican food by the pool. So that's my sleeper bonus round pick there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love Mexican food. So, I mean, I'd have it if I was on the ship. I'm, I guess I'm just comparing it too closely to Blue Iguana on Celebration. Since so I you're was saying just on that Blue Iguana is better? You know, the the one plus with Blue Iguana is just being like a build-your-own type. I mean, they're, set, they're different things. Like, I love the nachos at a Loco Fresh, now you can build those. So, yes, a Loco, a Loco Fresh is great. Okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> My sleeper pick, or not sleep, it's not a sleeper pick, but it's just out of my top five is Guy's Burgers. It's one of the carnival classics. I think it's the best burger at sea these days. Mm, I'm going to debate that. I'm one of my top five, but that's okay. Keep going. Okay. Free burger. Okay. Does that change it? Yeah. Free burger. Okay. Don't have much more to say about it, but the burgers are great. The fries are good. I think it's something that they do with the seasoning on the burger that makes it so good. I don't know, but it's, it's tough to beat. I'll give you that. All right, with that, we're going to jump into our top five restaurants, our favorite dining options across the different cruise lines. My number five is Wonderland. So Wonderland, it's an Alice in Wonder themed, Alice in Wonderland themed restaurant. You walk in, it's kind of like at the cool door. It has the paintbrush so you can paint the menu with some water, which again, really fun. 
the food is pretty good. So you've got a lot of different cool, like you drink out of like almost like a little uh, beaker kind of thing. And then they, they have different um, just weird things that you would never think kind of go together. Obviously at the end, spoiler alert, there's some really cool desserts. I actually won't tell you cause I want you to go try it, but they got some really cool desserts that will kind of blow your mind. If you haven't seen um, the advertisements on Instagram or on TV, but definitely check out Wonderland. If you're, if you've got the dining package, it's great. Cause it's just, it's something different that, you know, you probably wouldn't do, or you wouldn't really see this anywhere else. Also a little plug. I know this isn't an alcohol or drink package or drinks related uh, podcast, but they do also have a great bar and they've got some really cool options where they, they put cotton candy in the drink and, you know, do different things like that. They've got a really nice smoked bourbon, old fashioned type thing there. So definitely check out the Wonderland bar. If you are going on a uh, Royal Caribbean ship that has it anytime soon, Michael, what's your next one? Yeah, so my fifth pick is Emerald's Bistro. You know, it's on the XL class ship of Carnival. There's going to be three of them. And the cool thing with this restaurant is, you know, Emerald Lagasse is the new kind of main food person for Carnival. He just revamped some of the menus. but So he brought his restaurant to the ship. And each ship, so Mardi Gras, Celebration, and Jubilee, the restaurant's a little different. So on... Mardi Gras, you have just the the normal, the original Emeralds Bistro, bunch of like Louisiana, Cajun style food or whatnot, and it matched like the New Orleans zone on that ship. Then with Celebration, that zone is the Gateway, which is all about travel. So that that Emeralds kind of has a new each day is based around a different country. So the menu kind of changes that way. And then what the Jubilee coming out, the new zones called currents all underwater themed, and it's going to specialize in seafood. So it kind of, kind of neat how they kind of modified that restaurant to match the zone it's in based on the the restaurant. They just have different menus based on the ship pretty much. So same basic menu. Okay. But then a little differences here and there based on, the ship. So the thing I really liked here, I talked about it a couple podcasts ago, was that shrimp creole omelet I had one morning for breakfast. It was great. It was really the only thing I've tried on there yet, so I'm kind of excited to try more at this restaurant. But I, 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 like I said, I think the the whole premise and modifying it to kind of match the zone is kind of a, a cool yeah, thing. I like that. I think it's cool to have. Is it pretty much the same feel throughout each one, same vibe inside, or do they kind of design it differently as well? Yeah, so on the first ship, actually, it was on the side of the ship near the ocean, okay. right? And the bar in the zone, the fortune teller bar, was on the inner side of the ship. To make more window space in that zone, they flipped them. So Emeralds is now on the right side, on the inner side, and the bar is on the left. Okay. So, I mean, kind of in the same area, same feel, but flipping it to kind of give more ocean you know, view. that ocean view, yeah. natural lighting coming in. Awesome. Well, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a great pick. Uh, my number four is going to be Chops Grill. I know that the haters are going to come in. They're going to send <laughs> us some notes, on, some nasty grams on Instagram. But I had such a good steak on my last cruise on Symphony of the Seas. You would, If you would have had the same steak I had, you would have been putting it at number four as well. So stop judging me. It was great. <laughs> but this is, for those that aren't aware, Chops is a standard. It's a it's one of the ones that you see across the Royal Caribbean fleet. It's, you know, just, it's consistent. I mean, sometimes you may get a weird, and you can always send it back to if you're unhappy with the way it's cooked. You're paying for this on top of your cruise fare. So be picky is my recommendation. Say, hey, this is overcooked. Send me another one. I know people hate to do that, but I've had on my last cruise, I just had such a good experience at Chops. It came out sizzling and the steak was amazing. So had to put it at number four, but I know that 
It depends on the ship. It always depends on the crew. There's a lot of factors with any of these recommendations that, you know, we can't control. But for that on Symphony, I'm giving it four. Michael, what's your next one? Yeah, so my number four is going to be Chebang from Mardi Gras Celebration. It's a Chinese-Mexican fusion restaurant. You know, like I said, Mexican's my favorite style of food. I actually used to do Chinese delivery back in the day. So bringing two of my favorite cuisines together. Some of my favorite dishes to get here were the Singapore chili shrimp. So that was from the China side of the menu. Super good. And then we had the steak ranchero and chicken mole from the Mexican side. And obviously, the kind of the cool thing with this restaurant is, like I said, you can mix and match both sides of the menu, China or Mexico. And it's kind of kind of like tapa style. It's a little smaller plate, so you can try a lot more and share with people. Is this one that you have to pay extra for? Like, you pay a la carte, or is it a one kind of cost to get in, and then you can order as many tapas as you want? So on Mardi Gras on Celebration, this one's included. Okay, nice. So it's like an extra dining room for the evening. And kind of a drink here that I really loved, it was called the Red Dragon. It had some like tequila, rum, OJ, their pineapple chipotle syrup, and like hibiscus. So kind of like your florally, I don't know, it was from the China side of the menu. It was super good. And the only the only downfall of it is you can only get it there. So there's nowhere else to get it on the ship. But like I said, if you're on Mardi Gras or Celebration, definitely check out Chibang. This and the Italian are both included. And they're both really good. So, Frank, what is your third restaurant? All right, so my number three pick is Playmakers. So Playmakers is a la carte, which means that if you don't have the dining package, you just go in, you pay for what you want to eat, and then you walk out with a, a bill. Just for reference, you can get a ton of food here for a little cost. So $20 will get you pulled pork nachos, 12 wings, and chicken tenders or fries. And tw- I'm just using $20 as an example because if you do have the dining package, you get $20 per person. So think about going with two people and you could do 24 wings and all of those different things that I just mentioned for two people. And, and I went one time and we had four people at the table and it was like one of those dining experiences where you couldn't even find, like you just had the table covered and food and it was all included. So if you have the dining package, this is a great option. For me, I love just like the sports bar, the sports bar feel. They've got different um, games that they have. So they got Jenga, they've got pool tables, they've got TVs with different sports. Sometimes they got crazy sports on on there, like horse racing and things that you don't watch a ton of probably at home, but um, super fun kind of atmosphere. If there is a game going on on the ship, if it's a football game or a big college game or whatever, they you know they're gonna make sure that they show it and it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be a party. So just plan for that. Uh, but I, I have a hard time boarding a cruise ship and not eating at this place. Like their, their wings are so good. Um, and it's just a quick thing that you can do when you get on the ship and it kind of takes you away from the crowd as well. Um, cause I, I try to avoid the buffets if I can. So highly recommend playmakers. That's my number three. What do you think, Michael? So my third favorite restaurant, right, right now it's currently only on wonder of the seas, but we'll be coming to utopia this seas when it launches. It's the Mason jar. It's a southern restaurant and bar, so it kind of hits food from all different parts of the south. has a little bar area where at night there's a three-piece country band that plays. You may have seen at one point there was a guy from TikTok who blew up, Brian James. He was on the ship actually when we were there for our honeymoon and actually sang a Luke Combs song for my wife and I. Wow. So yeah, so that was a fun time. We got How do you do? He did good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all the people had us go up front and dance, and it's a little awkward, but... You know, you, I wish you, I was there to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you push through. But uh, so we actually had brunch here. So we didn't do dinner here, but they do a brunch, I think, just on sea days. 
but we did, I did chicken and waffles and my wife got a red velvet pancakes and both were real good. And the one thing I didn't know they did for brunch was they still did dessert. And if you know anything about me, I like Oreos and they had deep fried Oreos with the bourbon chocolate sauce. So that was real good. Highly recommend you get those if you go. And they also do homemade ice cream at brunch too. So we did a homemade peach ice cream. So all of that was real good. I recommend all of it. Like I said, I I even just recommend like if you're into country music, it's the place to be at night. You know, one of the, my favorite drinks I got there, they do a PB and J old fashioned. I think I had that a couple times, sit around, listen to some country music. It was honestly probably one of my favorite places to be on the ship in the evening. So Frank, what's your number two? Well, I I had a question on that one real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. So on, so I know that like the pub is kind of like, and you've got the pub, you've got the piano bar at night, you got the schooner bar. Is that one of the places, like, is it kind of compared to that? Like you can go there at night after dinner, even if you don't, let's say you eat at the main dining room, you're like, Hey, I'm not going to spend any extra money on food, but I want to have a a drink. Can you go to the Mason jars that open kind of after dinner, you can grab a drink there or? Yeah, so the restaurant and bar itself separate. So when you walk into the mason jar, the restaurant's pretty much to the right, and then the bar area is all to the left. So like you said, you don't have to eat there. You can just walk right in. Like I said, the nights we were there listening to music, it was already past the time the wow. restaurant had closed, and they were probably going to at least midnight, I think, wow. each night, maybe later. So that's, that's so cool that they have that. That's a great option, honestly. Yeah, yeah, like you said, it's pretty much like another option outside of like the pub or the piano bar. Uh, so yeah. If you like country music, it's another great option there. Cool. So going to my number two is Azumi Hibachi. This is a fun option. I mean, most people have probably done some sort of hibachi experience where they cook in front of you, they throw the little shrimp at you, and you try to catch it in your mouth. It's it's a fun it's a fun thing. They also, if you're not into hibachi, they've got incredible sushi that you can order a la carte. You can just have that brought to your table. They've got sake. You could do, um, you know, if you have the dining package, this is only a $15 upcharge for the hibachi per person. And you can choose two meats. So you can do like a lobster and steak or a chicken and shrimp. So whatever you want in your two meats, but it comes with your ginger salad. It comes with your fried rice, vegetables. It's a super fun experience. Um, if you've never, I mean, if you haven't done hibachi, I highly recommend doing it on the cruise. You kind of get to be paired with other people at your table as well, which is fun because you, you kind of hear how their cruise is going and kind of just chat with them while you're getting kind of the full entertainment experience as well. So highly recommend Izumi Hibachi, especially if you have that dining package, pay the extra 15 bucks and try to book it early because there's not a ton of tables. So I usually try to go straight to Izumi right when I get on board and secure the time for whatever day is available because people book it before and there's not a ton of um, hibachi set up. So book it early, but highly recommend don't miss Izumi Hibachi. Michael, over to you. Yeah, my so my number two, going back to Mardi Gras on Celebration, Street Eats. It's a food truck slash like stand concept, and there's three different areas. You got Time Fries, Mad Sizzle, and Steam Dream. By far, I mean... Both of those ships have a lot of free dining during lunchtime. And this was the one, like I said, if I didn't have it for a full-on lunch, I'd just go grab it for a snack if I was still a little hungry. It's not like, so I know some of the new ships are kind of going to like a food hall concept and you order kind of what you want and each stand has a couple different things. The thing that's different with this is there is only one option a day and it changes each day. So you kind of have to go back 
and see what they have for the day and then choose which stands you want to go to. Is there a way to check it on your phone or do you have to like walk up there? Yeah, I don't think it's on the app yet, but out on, they have signs out next to each stand that has what, what they're serving for the day. But like I said, it's probably one of my favorite free options on the ship. So whether you're feeling fries or steam buns or rice dishes, you know, there's always something great they're cooking up each day. It sounds great. And I think, like you said, a lot of other cruise lines are going with this kind of food hall concept, which is cool because you usually on a cruise ship, if one person wants to eat one thing, unless you're in the buffet, you're, you might have to separate and meet up. So this is kind of cool that you can all be in one area and eat together, but have different food. So Yeah. And the nice thing with like the food hall concept too is kind of, it's almost like an elevated buffet. Like you have like different stands like a buffet, but the food's getting made to order. It's like, you know, some buffets you may go to, some of the food may have been sitting out for a while or people have been touching it. I know some of them, they bring it straight to you these days. So yeah, really cool. All right, moving on. Your favorite. Yeah. So my number one uh, option is, it has to be Jamie's Italian. I mean, my I'm an Italian guy, love Italian food, but the experience here, it's actually from, it's designed by the chef, Jamie Oliver, who is a British guy. Um, write us in the comments if that's wrong, but I'm 99% sure Jamie Oliver is British. Um, and so it's kind of his uh, British kind of flair on traditional Italian dishes. And there's definitely some different options on there. Uh, but it's a great, great restaurant. I would never miss this on um, any of the ships that, that have a Jamie's Italian. I love it so much. I'll just walk you through what I'm going to order next time I'm at Jamie. So starters, you got the famous meat plank where they bring out two jars of tomato sauce. They put the plank on top of that, have the fresh cheeses, the fresh, the fresh meats, olives, nuts, all of that. You've got bruschetta, which is a great option, the garlicky prawns. Um, so those are three great starters. For the entrees, I usually do one pasta, one meat. So I'll do a bolognese. I'll do um, either that or the carbonara. And then for the meat, the lamb chops are incredible. They also have a, sh- a short ribs dish, and they also have a lasagna, which is on that that um, entrees menu as well. The lunch, I have to mention the burger. It's a juicy prime beef burger and a brioche bun, smoky pancetta, uh, balsamic onions, cheddar tomato. Uh, it's so good. If you have the package for dining, you get this included. So just walk down there during your sea day, go put your name on the list and go eat Jamie's Italian and grab the burger because you're going to regret it. If you don't just grab it, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one option. Michael, what is your number one option? All right. Well, I don't know why you're laughing at my number one option. I, you know, you, you were saying you may have haters come at you for chops, but I think you're a hater for my number one option here. It's hooked. You need to justify yourself like why you think Hooked is better than <laughs> all of these options on the list here. You know, and it, it may strictly, I've only been to Hooked once, and it may strictly just be because of the meal we had. And you were sailing in Europe, so maybe something with the procure. I'm just speculating here now, but maybe it was different supplies that they had in Europe <laughs> versus what they have on the Caribbean sailings. Okay, but keep going, please. Yeah, so Hooked, it's across a bunch of ships on Royal's fleet. It's their seafood restaurant. I guess that's how you would describe it, right? Yeah. It's pretty cool when you walk in. It's like Boston. It's kind of like New England style themed, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like all blue, white, nautical themed inside. Uh, We started with baked oysters. So came with six of them, three different ways. So you had two each way. One was like uh, white wine and something. I don't know. They were all real good. 
we had a ceviche, which they did like a spicy version of that we had, and a soft shell crab, soft shell crab. And then for dinner, I think we both had moved on to the surf and turf. I had some lobster mac on the side, and we finished with a lemon tart. I can't tell you, like, it was the best meal we had. That And we ate at Wonderland. We ate at Central Park. We ate at uh, Azumi Sushi, the sushi side of it. But like I said, this meal, and I don't know if it was just because I think we went at a time it wasn't super crowded yet, So and we had a great server too. So I think it was just the overall experience was just the best we had all week, and it was our favorite meal. And if you ask my wife, she will stand by that 100%. I told her we were doing this list of top five restaurants. I'm like, all right, babe, if you had a list, your top five restaurants, what would they be? And the first one she immediately said was Hook 2, and that yeah. was the first one that came to her mind. So like we said, sometimes, you know, maybe your favorite meal of the week may not be at the most popular place with a bunch of people, but if you have a good meal and you have a great wait staff and all that, it really does help elevate the experience. Yeah. And I was actually talking to, I think the chef or it was the chef or the server when I went there last and I was asking him cause we went on the first day of the cruise and I was like, wow, these oysters are, we got raw oysters. We didn't get them baked, but they were super good from hooked. And he told us that um, I don't know if this is true or not, but he said that every stop in the U.S., so <laughs> any U.S. ports, they get fresh seafood in. Okay. Because we were wondering, we're like, oh, does that mean like the last day of the cruise is like the worst day to eat at Hooked because it's not fresh? He's like, no, every every U.S. port, we get an additional uh, amount of fresh seafood from that port. So pretty cool option. I mean, I, I like it a lot too. I had a great experience, but I if you go on Facebook, you're always going to hear mixed things about hooked and probably all these options that we listed. So um, with that, we covered our top five or six with an asterisk on that uh, for our top restaurants across um, our different cruise lines, as well as just the different types of dining. So now we're going to jump into Q and a. All right. So our first question of the week comes from the cruising bear and it actually kind of pertains to tonight's episode talking about food. So Frank, when you're not doing specialty dinners for the night, how do you decide whether you do the dining room or the buffet? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I'm personally always probably going to go dining room. I think where the buffet has a leg up is that if someone has any dietary restrictions, I mean, every type of food that you can imagine is found at those buffets. So if you do have an allergy or, you know, you've got kids who are, you know, restless and not really wanting to sit down through a 90 minute dinner, I think the buffet is a great option for me. I probably am always going to go dining room just because I feel like it's a nicer experience overall. You get kind of that service. You you have someone kind of bringing you drinks and doing all that. So I'm probably always going to go dining room unless I'm with someone who, you know, we need to get something specific or you're with someone who's in a rush and you just want something really quick so you can go hit a show. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I think I think just about every cruise so far, I've always done dining room for dinner. The only kind of buffet I've done at night is kind of like the late night buffet when some of the lines do that at times. But yeah, I think my answer would definitely be the dining room. Okay, the next one is also from the Cruising Bear. So balcony or an inside ocean view room? Yeah, I, you know, like a lot of our answers we give, I feel like this one just depends on the sailing. I feel like kind of cost plays into this one because I've done both. I've done a couple balconies. I've done a couple inside rooms. I've never done the ocean view inside yet, I don't think. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like if the sailing's a little longer, maybe I'll do a balcony for the week. I feel like balconies are helpful, especially like before dinner when people are getting ready. You know, you may just go sit out on the balcony, have a drink. That's always great. 
if it's kind of a shorter crew, but I've also done like a week long in an ocean view or an inside room. So I don't know. How about, what do you think? I think, yeah, it just kind of comes down to budget, what you're willing to spend on. I mean, sometimes, and also where you're going to your point, like if you're doing an Alaskan cruise or you're doing European, you may want to have the view of your room versus I'm going back to the Bahamas again. And I just, you know, I just want a cheap uh, cruise fare that can get me there and back. And I'm going to splurge on excursions or I'm going to spend money elsewhere. Like, I think it kind of comes down to budget, but for me, if budgets aside, I'm probably always going to choose the balcony. Um, and just cause I like going out there, like you said, during, you know, before dinner and sitting out there and listening to the sound of the ocean, it's just, it's so relaxing to me. So I'm probably always going to go balcony if I have the option, but if I'm going on a budget, I'll, I'll I don't mind the inside room, honestly. And it, it's kind of nice. It's, I feel like it's a little cooler in the inside room. You don't have the, the uh, sliding door and also it's super dark. So you, you sleep great and there's no light coming in you actually probably need like a night light in the middle of the night if you're going to get up and use the restroom and like while you're sleeping it that that's my one recommendation with the inside room you won't be able to see anything at night it's it's pretty uh it's pretty blackout so sweet yeah so our next two questions are kind of related one's from darcy asking since frank's more partial to royal and michael you've done more carnival would y'all go on a different line like celebrity norwegian or virgin and then the cruising bear also asked, what's a cruise line you haven't tried that you're dying to try? Frank? Yeah. Um, a couple things here. One, I like I think everyone on the podcast that's listened before knows I'm pretty much cruising. I've been cruising Royal for a while. I've been on Carnival. Um, but it's it has been like the loyalty and the benefits that are, are once you hit Diamond, which is a certain number of nights you have to cruise to get to that point, the benefits get really good. And... One of the benefits, one of the benefits that I really like are the four free drinks a day. So for Europe in a couple of weeks, my fiance and I, we don't have to buy any drink packages and combined we get eight free drinks. So that's a huge benefit. So for that one, I'd be like, no, I'm not going to try a different line for that. Cause we didn't want to buy the drink package. We're off the cruise most of the time. And you know, we just were like, that's a huge benefit that you don't have to spend five, six, $700 on drinks. Um, so for me, the opportunity cost is pretty high for switching, but that being said, Virgin definitely has my attention. Um, celebrities coming out with some really awesome ships as well. I feel like Norwegian's pretty similar from what I've heard to Carnival and Royal, so not much of an upsell for me on, on that one. I probably wouldn't bother, uh, again, because I'm losing the benefit of being on Royal or not being on Royal, so I probably wouldn't go to Nor Norwegian. But Celebrity definitely has. I really like the um, ships that have the rising bar on the side. I think that's super yeah. cool. Uh, I've also heard the food there on Celebrity is is, is really good. Um, and then Virgin, obviously, because they're really just changing a lot of different things that, when it comes to more of that one one price, everything included. I will say that it's a bit more expensive, that being said. So you're going to pay a higher price, but you kind of walk away knowing everything that's included. You've got your um, dining options. You don't have to worry about adding on uh, the specialty dining. Your tips are included. Just seems like a really cool kind of party atmosphere without kids, so... I think it's awesome and I'll probably try it soon. Yeah. Uh, for me, you know, I've done probably, I'm almost close to half, half, half Royal, half Carnival. I've probably done a couple more Carnival uh, cruises than Royal. I would uh, look at just a different line. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of fun just to do research, look at what they have to offer. Uh, like you said, Virgin's definitely probably the top one to like you and the cruising bear said that I'd probably try next. Norwegian too, though. I mean, I was looking at just some of their newer, sh like their newest ships that are coming out this year and some of their dining venues and just venues in general on the ship. And they do have some different options that neither Royal or Carnival have. So I don't know. I mean, I think 
I think the next one I'd definitely do next would be Virgin, but I'd probably do another Royal or Carnival before Norwegian. But like you said, it's kind of in that same uh, level as Royal and Carnival. So it may be something to look out at someday. Yeah. If you're listening, write us in, let us know what we, if, if you are getting this question, what would you answer in terms of what cruise line we should try knowing that we're probably on the Royal Carnival side? Uh, which one would you recommend that we go on? We'd love to hear from you on that. Well, hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. Feel free to leave us a review. And we'd love to hear from you through connecting to the polls we post on the episodes and leaving questions for us to answer in future episodes. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.